0: I'm Kelsey. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to The Say More Show, a safe space where you will walk away feeling inspired, empowered, and curious. This is a show where
1: we have real, raw, honest conversations to help you deepen your relationships, own your
0: life, and create magic in the mundane. Every Thursday, join me and Jordan Nolan, life coaches, entrepreneurs, partners, adventure junkies, and avid freedom seekers.
1: If you're tired of not speaking your truth, ready to explore your internal world and reconnect to your best self, We've got you.
0: We are here to remind you that your words, your existence, and your life matter. So, what, what are you not, not saying? The dog lover. Coming at you live from a cute little Airbnb in Coram. Is it that? Glacier National Park. All right. Glacier (laughs) National Park, Montana. Um, We're really excited to be here. If you've been following along our Instagram stories or just in general, anywhere that you connect with us, you know that we are hosting a retreat this weekend. um, So it feels really exciting. So we're getting a podcast in that we basically dreamed of on the road trip
1: totally i feel like we had so many by the way this is like off topic but kind of not if you have not done like a road trip or an adventure where you can just really drop into like your thoughts and into your body i feel like it was so nice like i had so many creative ideas fly in for our podcast for new things that i want to
0: do and us i don't know it was just really really good yeah cool. here's your here's your sign if you needed a sign to get out of your freaking routine and go take the trip book the flight, whatever it is, go do it. Get out of that
1: autopilot. Speaking of that, let's step out of autopilot for a minute and do a little pulse check check before we dive into today's episode of why not everybody deserves an explanation and ways to conserve your energy. Um, Let's do a little pulse check. How uh, did you say more, be more, or do
0: more this last week? I feel for me it was about really being more I've been working on navigating just like working on the road a little bit and or just like when we travel I sometimes will have a story that like I just get really stressed out or like the Wi Fi and it just like, I didn't really know that I really need to feel like really rooted or grounded and like a place, so I've been navigating how do I find that groundedness and like being more rooted and stable, even if life is a little crazy right now, whether we're moving, whether we're hosting a retreat and balancing work, like many different things, I feel I've been being more of a woman who balances and finds harmony and does work-life play and it's felt really good. Thanks to also Jordan support being very (laughs) patient and yeah, stable and steady. Totally. I feel like, well, I have noticed that shift in you.
1: So I want to really acknowledge you in that. And also just, I think reminding you or your people that are around you that like, it's going to be okay. Even if I don't know if it's going to be okay, I just tell her it's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Um, And it usually always does. It never has not worked out. But I think sometimes when we put too much pressure on ourselves to for things to go a certain way, it creates more chaos. I have noticed that shift for me personally. So I will say I have done more this last month so that I could do less this week. And the last like several days, like I was grinding with like packing, if you will, and making lists and making sure we didn't forget stuff and making sure we were set up okay and that everything would go smoothly. And I feel like doing that groundwork and I'm naming this because, and I think we've said this, like you don't want to be in in grind mode all the time. Like I don't, I, I don't recommend that. I've done that before. Kels has done that before, but there is sometimes periods in life. I think where we do get to be in like a grind if there's like an end in sight. And I always like set that for myself because mm-hmm. being a Capricorn, it's really easy for me to like stay in grind, but I make sure that I almost have like a timeline of when I'm pulling myself out. Um, and tapping back into the things that make me feel really grounded and that make me feel really alive. So similar to you, I've been really bringing in so much work-life balance um, and and just getting to play more and not have these ridiculous expectations on myself so that I can split the day up um, however I see fit. And that gets to look really different than what life did look like a few weeks ago.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've done so much like foundational work to be able to have that. So I really want to acknowledge you in that too.
1: Yeah, and I also really want to enjoy this slow week because the retreat's going to be amazing, um, but that's going to be very um, adventurous, if you will. I'm sure we'll feel tired at the end of the day. And then when we get back, we move to Texas and head into a very beautiful, busy season of hosting breathwork events and more retreats and um, just more. Yeah more work and more exciting opportunities. So we're gonna really enjoy this week and make the most of it. But with doing that, we wanna talk about a topic today that I think will really, really help create more space, more energy in your life so that you can show up the way that you desire. And we're talking about things that can sometimes suck our energy. And we believe that can sometimes be sharing news or something that you're doing with the wrong people. So we want to kind of dive into today why not everybody deserves an explanation.
0: Mm -hmm. I'll share one story about myself. Just you can find yourself in the story or just if this kind of happened to you. So two years ago, before I decided to sell everything in Texas and buy the RV and do that life, I kept it to myself for a little while because a mentor once told me, and I'll get to the analogy in a second about like that way of thinking. However, when I did start to share it, it all made sense why I shouldn't have shared it, if you will. So basically I would tell people, it's like, yeah, I'm moving into an RV. And like, it was the most exciting thing that I've done ever really in my life. Like it was just a huge life pivot. I was so excited. I redid my entire RV. Like I just uprooted my life. I did pretty much all the legwork myself and I made it happen. And then when I would open up my mouth and tell somebody about this news that I was so freaking excited about. I felt like I had a balloon that was fully aired up and they just like deflated it with like a flick of a finger because I would say, oh my God, I'm going into an RV and I leave in a month or I'm traveling the world by myself. Their immediate reaction was like, oh my God, What about this? Or you're not going to be safe. Oh my God. Why would you do that? That's so unstable. You should not leave here. Like you have everything you need. Why are you doing that? What if, do you have a gun? Do you have this? Do you have that? Like so many projections onto me that would just deflate my excitement almost to a point of like, I don't, I want to shut everybody out. And almost Mm -hmm. to the point of really never wanting to open up again. Totally.
1: And it was really all their fears, like it was their fears and that they couldn't imagine doing what you were doing or maybe that they were envious that they wish they were doing what you did. And instead of telling you how excited they were for you and meeting you where you were at, which is really FYI, what we, and I hate the word should, but what we really should do for people, when somebody meets you with exciting news, they're not waiting for you to go, what, if, how, why, when, where, how, oh my God, like nobody wants to be met with that. Meet people where they're at with their exciting news and then perhaps ask later if they would like feedback or Hey, do you care if I ask you some questions? Like this is something that I'm curious about, or maybe I'm worried about you. When we frame it that way, people are going to be way more receptive. But when Kel shared her extremely exciting news and it's met with somebody popping her bubble, it makes you want to clam up and not share things with people. Or thank goodness Kel's had a strong backbone here, but a lot of times, and maybe you find yourself in this, when we often share something that we want to do an investment, a leap of faith, a vacation, whatever it is, a career change, a life pivot, if you will. When that happens, we're, we're really hoping that people are going to meet us with excitement. But if they don't, then what can happen is that we go inwards and we start to think, oh God, maybe I shouldn't do this maybe I'm not meant for this. And if our backbone isn't strong enough, or if we're not rooted deep enough in who we are and what we desire, that is when we pull back and we maybe pull the plug and don't do it because of other people's fears. And you can't live carrying around other people's beliefs and fears. They're
0: not yours. hmm So good. Stop waiting around for everyone also to meet you with the excitement. There may be one person in your life that meets you in that with you and no, like go to that person. Stop trying to go to everyone else because it's, it's not their fault that they're not excited. They genuinely mostly are just worried. They're scared. They're unsure. They're envy. And that is not your responsibility to make sure that they're okay with your decision if you have that one person, let that one person be who you share it with. And also stop tiptoeing around the people that have no responsibility running your life. Like mm-hmm. you don't- you can't live for them. You can't live for them. You're never gonna make people happy. Like that's not our job. Our job is for you to be in your joy, for you to be in your bliss. And no one else is probably ever going to match that. And that's okay. And that's fine. Like that's, that's for you to do yourself. I think there's something to be said about this. And maybe this is a controversial
1: or like not great analogy, but I think this is why, and there's nothing right or wrong about this, but I think this is why some women wait until they're in, until the end of their 12 weeks of being pregnant, the end of their first trimester or end of their second to share anything because they want to just stay in that joy, that bliss on their own with maybe their partner or their favorite person versus it being for the whole world to know about. And sometimes that protects you and keeps you safe. So I'm not saying don't share your joy, but be careful if you do share your joy with everybody. If you are very vocal about things that you're doing in life, Just make sure that you're so firm in who you are that nobody can shake your belief. And then knowing that if you do get explanations back or if you do get people questioning, you don't owe anyone an explanation. So sometimes it is better. Like I know we always promote saying more, but sometimes we get to say less, not if we're doing it to play it safe or be mousy were to not be heard but if we're doing it in a way to protect our energy and protect our bubble then sometimes it does make sense to say less and to get a
0: stay in your joy in your pocket of peace if you will Hmm. yeah think of your dream or the biggest thing that you want to share the most exciting news that you have as like a a rocket ship and you have you and the you're driving the rocket ship and then you tell somebody else about the dream, and they're like, "I want it. Like this is amazing. Like I'm supporting you." And they're like excited about. It. So they get in the rocket ship too. And then all of a sudden, you tell somebody else, and they're like, "No, no, that this is awful idea. I can't believe you're doing this. Like this doesn't make sense. Like this isn't meant for you." And then they also are like, "Oh, but I'll support you." But their energy is on the rocket ship as well, and it weighs it down. And then someone else says the same thing, but it's but you're like, "No, okay." And then they're like, "I'll support you," but they really don't, and they they're weighing it down. Think of over time how much that's going to weigh on you that you're trying to persuade somebody else that what you're doing is right. Like no one's ever really going to get that and you're going to spend so much energy wasting to make sure that they're supporting you, to make sure that they're happy, to make sure that they're pleased with your decisions. But in the end, the rocket's not going anywhere because you're so worried about them that you're not even looking forward anymore. You're turning around, make sure they're okay, and then it's just it's not going to happen because it's you're so weighed down with mm-hmm. other people's projections and objections that you've spent all of your energy doing that.
1: Yeah, totally. I think this is why the thirty three percent rule is so important, and I can't remember if I've talked about that oh, on yeah, here.
0: for what podcast um, it was. But
1: essentially, it's like thirty three percent, thirty three percent, thirty three percent. Okay, break it down into three categories. This is the people that you surround yourself with. So it's really important that maybe that first 33% is essentially like your community. Maybe that's your family. Maybe it's people that aspire to want to do maybe something that you're doing, or maybe it's clients. And then that next 33% should be people that essentially like we look up to, if you will, but they're, they're friends of yours still, but there are people that are maybe doing at least some of the things like they're taking risks, right? Like they're not necessarily playing it safe. Like maybe like, say you're wanting to do real estate. Maybe there are people that are already doing it, but those are your close circle. And then the top 33%, those are like potentially like celebrities or authors that are really like doing the thing or mentors, mentors. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, Tony Robbins, or Rachel Hollis, or uh, Samantha Skelly, or whoever it is, those are people that are already doing it and crushing it, and that you look up to, and you're not necessarily friends with them, but you would love to be in their circle. When that gets to be who you surround yourself with, then you're not bogged down. Think about if your entire 33%, if all of that- They're wet blankets. Yes, essentially, (laughs) is what exactly, if they're just weighing, as Kel said, if they're weighing on that rocket ship, if they're draining your energy, if they're not seeing your dream, if they don't take any of the risks that you're wanting to, if they can't see your vision and aren't living it at all, that's not who you want 100% of your uh, to be surrounded by, right? That's why we split it up into those percentages so that you're like kind of equally balanced, if you will, with who you're hearing advice from, who you're listening to, who you're talking to, who you're getting advice from. All of those things matter. It really sets you up to continue to leap, to continue to take risks, to continue to step into whatever decision, big or small, that you're wanting to do. Yeah,
0: I want to name this. That I think that's so good, babe. Thank you. Thirty-three percent rule. The when so, when when you are explaining yourself, <clears throat> something along the lines of what you're saying is really start to put yourself in. Th- this helped me a lot during that time when people were like telling me all the things. Put yourself in their shoes just for a second, and realize that they may not be taking risk in their life, like you're saying. They might, would you trade plate, what is your mom saying?
1: Oh, would my you? mom is hilarious that <laughs> this, this is a problem. <laughs> We've <laughs> shouted your mom out a lot. Out I know, her. look, she actually gives good advice sometimes. She would always, like, if I was, like, sad in high school or, like, college about certain circumstances in my life, my mom would be like, do you want their life? Do you want their body? Do you want their relationship? Do you want their parents? Like, whatever. Yeah. And if it, like, wasn't all yeses, which obviously it never is, she's like, okay,
0: then continue on and carry on with your life. Yeah. And I think, of course, like, right, we're not, like, wanting to compare ourselves with other people. But really put yourself in their shoes and, and see it's, like, if, if someone was doing something and they weren't doing that or they were scared or they were having so much anxiety override them, they, of course, will have a projection. But it's, it's not personal. It's not personal at all, and then also another way of thinking of put yourself in their shoes. Thinking back to the worry, the they care about you, um, so there is ways to explain yourself to the right people, and and maybe it's coming out like you said, in a different way of if you're the person that's listening to somebody's you know dream, and maybe you're sometimes a wet blanket or fi- or water on a fire really take what Jordan said a second ago is pausing and just meeting them where they are and then circling back later, say, Hey, Hey, Rachel, I loved what you're doing. I'm really excited what you have going on. I'm, to be honest, I really care about you. I just have some questions. i have some concerns. I just want to feel more at peace, like really name what you're needing, like say more here, um, towards the betterment of having like an actual conversation versus just projecting onto their fire.
1: Right. And then that human may tell you, like, I have, I've literally told my family this so many times. I'll, I'll use, for example, when I told my family, which I was married to a man, got divorced. And not only did I was like getting divorced, I was staying in San Diego by myself in a 40 foot RV. And I was now in a relationship with a woman. Now you can imagine when both Tels and I had only been with men our entire life, our parents' reactions when we first told them, But we had a huge fire burning within us of like deep love, right? So we knew we were going to be hit with questions, with concerns, coming at us from all angles, whether it was exciting or whether it was like kind of negative, either way. But the root of it was they just didn't fully understand. And it wasn't coming from a place of like a personal attack. They just couldn't get it. But what I think I did really well during that time, and perhaps this will help you, is if they did come to me with concerns, whoever they are, I wasn't fully in a space yet because it was so new and like I didn't have all the answers for them. Um, So I would say things like, I'm not in a space to hear your concerns. Like I'm happy, that's all that matters. I don't want to talk about this any further right now. We can revisit this later, but right now I'm just really happy and in my joy. And if you can't support me, then with all due respect, like we just won't talk for a period of time. Like I was really good with setting that boundary with pretty much everyone in my life. And then when Kelsey and I's relationship was stronger and I felt so rooted in us and I had this deep knowing and I felt like I could answer anything with my eyes closed and just like was so confident and sure then I opened up the doors for concerns on Christianity and what about babies and what does this look like? All those things, right? But I didn't do that right away. It was too much. I just wanted to enjoy that big, bright fire that was burning within me. And it continued to burn,
0: but Is I. It still burning today. Oh,
1: yeah, it's still burning today. <laughs> but it was just you and I standing there enjoying it. And then slowly yeah. we and like let our people fr- join yeah. around our fire, and we were very particular with who got to stand around it with us. Mm-hmm. And we put up very good boundaries with who didn't get to yet. And we still do do that. And mm-hmm. I think that's very important to do in your life, whether it's with a relationship, a big decision, a change in your life, whatever it is. I think it's important to still keep a boundary. Like I still, I'm on guard, but
0: with an open heart. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful. I think it's like we named a second ago, just having you know one person is enough to share the excitement with. And if it's not just share it like share it with yourself right or your partner whoever it is um but don't shut everyone out and it's not forever it's very temporary that Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna slowly get and i think that's the core of we we if when we are rooted in who we are when when we're rooted in our beliefs and what we believe and what we know about ourselves and what we know to be true and and listening to your intuition and trusting that to the like the deepest way you won't be shaken Mm -hmm. And people's projections won't stop you from doing what is on your heart and what is calling you. Um, And I think that's really important in this day and age to listen to yourself and to learn how to listen to yourself and learn what's right for you, knowing that other people aren't going to understand it. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that it's wrong.
1: A hundred percent. At the end of the day, this is your life. You're not meant to to outsource your power by asking every human what they think of your decision and to expect them to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Sometimes the journey of taking a leap or doing something big for yourself or whatever it is, or just making any change in your life. Sometimes it can be really lonely and isolating, but know that it is like Kel said, it is temporary. It is not permanent. It is to protect you and to protect your peace for a period of time. And eventually over time, your boundaries get a shift and the door gets to open up and people get to start coming back in. But it is your job to guard that door and to know who gets to come
0: in Mm. and who doesn't. Mm. I love this. Anything else you may want to name and share?
1: I don't think so. I really hope that this inspires you to just put some boundaries up. And honestly, not to toot my own horn, but I am the boundary Boundary queen. queen. She's not lying. Yeah, I'm really not. I I will set boundaries. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) I'm still learning how to accept boundaries, so don't come to me. (laughs) (laughs) This this is my practice. I think that's one of my lessons to be with you is learning how to be with boundaries. I love
1: that. Yeah, 100%. So if you're looking for boundaries in your life or how to set them, um, and what's some one-on-one mentorship? Uh, Kelsey will drop that in the notes. Um, but seriously, I hope that this has helped you set some boundaries in some ways, hopefully restoring some of your personal power, really liberating you to be with whatever fire is burning within you and to stay with it. Keep that fire lit, baby.